It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use for Tuesday, February 27th, from Car Edge with your hosts, me, Ray, and, well, Zach, the kid with a lot of damn hair. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what happened, man. All right, before we jump into today's show, want to do something very sweet. Mario and his grandmother in Arizona watch our live streams every night, Dad. They love hearing you say live from Ventnor, New Jersey. And so Mario and your grandmother just want to wish you a shout out. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Thank you for being a part of our community. If you want a shout out at the beginning of the show, feel free to email it over to me. I'm going to regret this one. Zach, Z-A-C-H at caredge.com. Send it in and maybe we'll shout you out on tomorrow's show folks today's show is brought to you by caredge.com the company that my dad and i started and now we uh, have an awesome team behind the scenes if we can help you out our end of month promotion ends soon now into the show dad yes banks screwed the car market i want to talk about two things today with you two things in particular the first one dad being auto loan delinquency we have more and more folks going behind falling behind on their auto loans than ever before. And that is not a hyperbolic statement. There is no data that suggests auto loan delinquencies have ever been as bad as they are right now. There's all sorts of articles on it, as well as even the Federal Reserve Bank of New York talking about how they need to monitor this. Tied to that, that is another crisis that stems from loan-to-value ratios that were out of whack when consumers were in the market to buy cars. You have, Dad, underwater car loans that are ultimately putting people in a position where they have to walk away. Maybe they don't have to, but they're being forced into at least thinking about it. The average negative equity amount for a car right now, and this data comes from January of this year, so it's even worse, I'd imagine today, over $6,000 upside down on average when someone's upside down on their auto loan. Let's have a conversation here, Dad. How far into the future is the auto industry, the car market consumers, are we screwed as a result of the irrational exuberance of the past few years where you could get an auto loan for anything at insane loan-to-value ratios? Well, anybody that bought a car 20, uh, 2022, I guess the latter part of 2021, uh, paid additional dealer markup, uh, didn't put a lot of money down, signed up for 72, 84, or 96 months loan, 96 month loans. Um, hope they enjoy their car because they ain't getting out of it anytime soon. Um, those folks, unfortunately, with um, uh, the complicity of the dealers and the banks, those folks are screwed. Okay. Um, this dealers could not have asked for and received additional dealer markups if A, consumers wouldn't pay for them, and B, and more importantly, banks wouldn't have financed it. Because my guess is that, yes, we have seen the amount of the average down payment on a car purchase go up slightly, but not enough to cover the additional dealer markup, the additional dealer profit and everything else involved. So banks, none of this could have happened if the banks wouldn't have financed it. So when I say banks are complicit in this, that's what I mean. This couldn't have happened if the banks didn't say, okay, instead of only lending up to 120% 
of uh, invoice plus fees or MSRP plus fees will lend 150, 160, 175%. If, if they don't do that, people can't buy those cars. Dealers can't get that extra dealer margin. And people wouldn't be buried in 72-month, 84-month, or 96-month loans. So whoever bought a car, latter part of 2021, 2022, 2023, they're out of the market for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And, and I can tell you from the years that I was in the business, even though the length of time people are keeping their current cars is growing to a degree, most people end up trying to trade out of the damn thing like 36 to 42 months into whatever length loan they have. And that's where the data is so scary. The average, that was from January, Dad, and we've seen downward, continued downward pressure on used car values. People are probably not $6,000 upside down, especially, oh man, imagine you bought, hate to already go there so early in the show, but imagine you bought an EV, man. Holy cow, you're not six grand underwater. Or imagine you brought a Jeep Gladiator. You're not six grand underwater. I mean, you're ten grand plus underwater. I mean, it's 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 no wonder you're saying people are out of the market. Yeah, when you go and you look at the monthly payments that you're getting when you're approved on an auto loan, which thank goodness you got approved, but now you're rolling in ten thousand dollars in negative equity. It's a lot of money. Well, of course, it's a lot of money, and and for every thousand dollars worth of negative equity you're rolling in. It's it's adding, I don't know, between twenty and twenty-five dollars a month to your car payment. So if you're rolling in ten thousand dollars of negative equity and you're not coming up with any cash to compensate for that, well, two hundred dollars to two hundred and fifty dollars a month of your new car payment is just going to service the existing debt that you were unable to clear on that trade-in. Yeah. So no wonder the average new car payment today is $750 a month. No wonder 18% of all car loans that are being uh, written have a payment exceeding $1,000 a month. And that 18% is the highest level it has ever been and my suspicion is that going forward, we will see that number jump to 20, 22, 25%. It is, people are, if it's only $6,000, that's what, $120 a month that impacts your payment. Yeah. And, and, and that number, that $6,000 number is going to go up. So unless people have cash, and, you know, most people I know don't have any, um, at least not sizable chunks of it. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it's, the, the scary data is that the banks helped to put um, current, uh, current consumers in this situation. Um, Let me show you something, Dad. Let me show you something. I got this email yesterday. I'm going to keep it anonymous. I work for Capital One Auto Finance as a relationship manager. I manage dealer relationships and funding in Southeast, mainly Georgia, Florida, and South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I oversee all contracts and funding, and I see firsthand on a daily basis the awful contracts consumers are signing, contracts with thousands in front-end and back-end products, massive random fees, and other dealer tricks. This was there sent to me from it. someone, you know, 
again, we're going to keep it anonymous. Um, but this was sent to me from someone who works within Capital One, yes. saying exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but it, but but it can't happen if Capital One doesn't approve the damn loan to begin with. If if Capital One doesn't buy into the concept of allowing the dealer, um, you know, they they might allow the dealer 130 percent of MSRP, including fees, plus any back-end accessories that get sold. Well, you know, back-end accessories that get sold can be thousands upon thousands of dollars. Um, and they are all marked up. So the amount yeah. that the bank is willing to finance on those back-end products is way above what the actual value of those products is. So if the banks keep saying, okay, we'll allow you to do that, then it's the bank's fault. The banks, somewhere along the line, and, and it's not going to happen because these are all publicly traded companies and they have a fiduciary responsibility to create as much uh, profit and um, and uh, uh, return on investment for their their stockholders as they possibly can. So so with that in mind, it is hard for them to say, okay, we're going to stop, even though they know they should. Okay, the government knows they should. The banks themselves <laughs> know they should. The dealerships know they should. The stupid ass people that are signing the contract, Contracts. you know, know they shouldn't sign that contract and wish the damn bank would have said no, but they sign it anyway. So there's got to be some personal responsibility from the buyer to say, this doesn't make financial sense, not only for me, but for the bank, for everybody. So as as a consumer take it upon yourself to protect your interests how do you do that you get educated you get educated through car edge so that you have a better understanding of how dealerships operate how they manipulate the numbers how they manipulate you emotionally to get you to say yes you need to be educated and then you need to be strong enough in who you are to say you know what as much as I like, I can't afford it. I, I don't care that the bank says that I can. I don't care that the dealership says that I can. In my heart of hearts, I know I can't. So I will say no. And that is the hardest two-letter word for American consumers to master. The word no. To realize that it is not in your best interest to move forward. So don't. And, and I don't mean to be preachy because we all know I'm a, 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 a short, fat, balding windbag, but there is certain truths to what I am suggesting here. And, and so between short, fat, balding windbag. Yeah, apparently, um, you know, so between the consumer not having enough balls to control themselves Discipline. Discipline, and, and, yeah. the, and the bank just saying, okay, what the hell? We're all getting screwed. 
Yeah. No, I mean, the blame is, is it goes around, right? Um, you said it really, it really, really well. Here. It starts here. It starts with the consumer. It starts with the buyer. Okay. Thought, you saw it happen every day. Okay. Yes. Obviously, Car Edge, we've been around for four years now. So, I mean, really a crazy time to start our business. We saw what happened when there was no inventory. We had, we had peers, community members, friends buy Kia Tellurides with $5,000 additional dealer markup. And we said, don't do it. Stop doing it. So the customer's at, at fault there. We, then the bank, who's approving yeah. that auto loan. I honestly, I hate to say it that, I don't blame some of those dealers for what they were doing. There was no supply, so they were taking advantage of the situation. Is that how I would have run my business? No, absolutely not. But I get it, supply and demand. But the, then then the onus goes on who's approving the auto loan. Yes. What are you financing that $5,000 against? Nothing. No. The car's worth $5,000 more. And just because market conditions dictated it was in that moment, or may you know it was, in that moment, doesn't mean it actually is. We're seeing that right now as, as vehicles depreciate like rocks again. Yes. The customer. And so I really, I, I put the, everyone's, the dealer, the customer, and the banks are all at fault here. Obviously, I want to be very clear. We were, we were doing our best to support, identify, and point people towards the dealers who weren't deal, doing dealer markups. That was not something we were, um, you know, sitting idly by. Um, but still, I mean, it, the, the blame goes all around, like you were saying. The, 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 the blame, the, you can cast blame on the dealerships and you can cast blame on the banks, but it starts with the consumer. If the consumer doesn't have enough discipline to understand what they're doing to themselves, if they aren't yeah. educated enough to understand that it is not in their fiscal financial best interest, um, it's their personal responsibility. We can help. We 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 can help and guide. But we can't we can't take your hand and hold it for you and 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 sit down and have that serious heart to heart conversation like um well are you willing to give up that Starbucks every day or <laughs> so it can go to your car payment? Um how about lunch? What were you thinking about lunch? Will you give up lunch? To, I mean, I do think I do think that there's some thoughtful comments coming through, like blame the yeah. manufacturers as well. The MSRP shouldn't have jumped as much. I completely agree with that. Yes, we've been we've been huge advocates. I mean, we're the ones that did the research of G increasing their MSRPs and average transaction prices by 61. Uh, yeah, 61 percent over five years. Yes. I mean, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, no, that is bad. But but that doesn't happen, and it can't happen if people say no. Yeah. If, if, yeah. If, people don't, if people don't allow themselves to fall into that situation and, and agree to it, it doesn't – none of it happens if, as the consumer, you utter that powerful two-letter word, no. Yeah, no just doesn't happen yeah you're 100 most people right don't there. have the ability to do that can i and can I, okay. a... go ahead oh no go for it go for it well, i just I, I i wanted to offer a public apology sure, I, I, I i i i just you know uh, yesterday um one of our commenters said that he he got 3500 hours off on a 2024 honda civic sport and i said they don't have that kind of margin in the car. I'm sure that didn't happen. Um, I just, you know, I find it hard to believe. Well, God bless him. Um, the gentleman was kind enough to send us a, 
a copy of of uh, his agreement. He literally got thirty five hundred hours off. I said yesterday, man, if it if it is true, I as 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 this windbag, I would publicly apologize, and I would like to do that. I owe Gary an apology for for not wanting to believe that some dealer uh, out there in the in the San Francisco area, if I remember correctly, was willing to take that kind of loss a President's Day weekend in order to sell a car. And as somebody said in the comments, you know, Ray, you always say, well, what about, you know, well, just move the metal, damn it. Yeah, you move the metal, damn it, when, I don't know, you're you're like overstocked. If it's, if it's something like Hondas and Toyotas, um, where you have a limited day supply of vehicles, typically you don't move that metal at a loss. Yeah. Uh, but in this particular case, the dealership did. The customer was correct. I was wrong. And one of the one of the nice things about me, whether you like it or not, is that if I am wrong, I will man up and admit and admit that I was wrong. So it was I was an awesome deal. I, yeah, no, it was a great deal. And I and I just I I wanted to I wanted to. Uh, make my my heartfelt public apology um and admit my error um before we got too deep into the show so thank yeah you congratulations gary gary um got an on a unicorn deal is i think the yes. only appropriate way yeah. to say it and unicorn deals are out there even for hondas evidently so that was awesome awesome to see um and yeah thank you dad for owning up to that it, we were we were both wrong yesterday but congratulations gary there's no you know added on warranties no added paint protection it was a clean car deal and that dealer let's be honest that dealer lost money on that transaction yes, yes. E even after hold back and everything else um you know they now that that might have been a number that they needed to reach a goal where they're going to collect some some money from from honda later on that very well could have been their motivation for doing it i i mean you know i have told stories about our BMW dealership when I worked there where the owner was mad at the, at the sales manager because he took a $2,500 loss on, on a vehicle at the end of the month. And the sales manager looked at me and said, yes. And, and we, and we will now collect the $200,000 payment from BMW for having hit our sales goal. I thought, I thought you would be okay with that $2,500 loss. And, and the owner said, yeah, okay, I am. Right. You know, so, so I mean, that's the magnitudes of scale here that can go on. Although President's yes. Day weekend, you're in the middle of February. I know February has been incredibly slow for the industry. For, like when we get yeah. the industry data, it's going to be pretty bad is my expectation. So I guess that's influencing some of the decision making to be more aggressive. And and dad inventory, I know even for Toyota, again, we have our first Toyota dealer partner back at CarEdge.com. You can buy a Toyota directly on CarEdge.com. Dad, our Toyota dealer partner told us that allocation for their region, which they're yeah. in Tennessee, their region doubled from their last allocation. So the whole region, not just that store, the whole region is yeah. getting twice as many vehicles as they did last time. So I think that speaks to supply and demand and the pressures. Like if there's a financial pressure, like, hey, if we sell at a loss, we can make up money on the back end. And if now we have double the inventory available, like yes. I unicorn deals, man, we're going to see more of them this year. They do happen. They do happen. And, and so, you know, every time somebody says, well, 
you know, every dealership I go to, they have a $3,000 addendum label. Doesn't mean you have to pay it. It's just they can't get it if they don't ask and you don't agree to it. So you, you can't hate them for it. Well, you can't hate them for asking, but, um, but the point is, is that oftentimes you can work a deal and you can work a better deal than you thought you might be able to. Uh, I will you know, mention, now, 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 could the hot, could, was there a trade involved? There was, could they have um, under allowed on his trade in, you know, to the tune of 1500 or $2,000. Absolutely. They might have, they might have, if you, if you're not aware as to what the, uh, the real value of your trade may be, I, I, you know, there are ways for dealers to mitigate that upfront discount by, undervaluing your trade in but the fact that that they honored that discount that $3,500 discount it could a kudos to the dealership and uh, kudos to gary for getting the job done 100 and i will mention folks as part of our end of month promotion back on CarEdge.com, get the data and insights you need to negotiate a better deal maybe we don't have our car edge network in your area yet Maybe you're not interested in using our concierge service or, or working with one of our coaches. CarEdge data is awesome, man. That's like when you see me, so I'll go to CarEdge.com real quick. When you see me on the car search up here and I'm looking at particular vehicles, wait for it, wait for it, like the Chevy Silverado, that's where you'll see if it'll load here. Oh, I got to log into my correct account. If I was logged into my correct account, it would share the target discount and the fair price and the market day supply, all that fun stuff. So take advantage of that. We have our promotion now running through the end of the month. So just a couple of days here. Now, Dad, let's turn our attention to James Meacham. James Thank and I are going James. back and forth to the email with Frank. It's awesome working with you, James. Excited to help you out. Hopefully with that factory order. Excited to help you. Thank you for the contribution. Spot on. Personal responsibility is key. There are parallels with lenders approving loans at an LTV well over 100%, the value of the car, and lenders in 2005, 2007 approving mortgages in excess of the home value. Troubles abound. Do you see parallels between the financial crisis dad of, 07, of 05 through 07 and, and the mortgage crisis to what we've seen now in the auto industry uh, and what's happened there? Well, yes. You know, and the reason I say that was, was simply because of the outrageous amounts over MSRP um, and over NADA book value, loan values uh, for used cars that banks were lending in, in late 2021 and 2022 and into 2023. You, 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 listen, there's only so much value in a vehicle, okay? If, if, if the vehicle's $50,000 MSRP, and the invoice to the dealer is $47,000. And the customer needs to finance $60,000. Well, you're already $13,000 above what the real value of the vehicle was at invoice. An invoice isn't the real amount that the dealership paid for the car. Yes, they paid the invoice amount, but they've also collected uh, floor plan assistance. Mm -hmm. They've also collected advertising marketing assistance money, and they are collecting a uh, holdback 
hold back is typically anywhere from one and a half to 3% of the MSRP of the vehicle. So that $47,000 invoice car might have an actual real value cost operation value to the dealer of 45 grand and you're financing 60 for the customer. Well, only $45,000 of that is secured by something. Insane, man. Yes. That other 15,000, well, that's secured by uh, the goodwill of, of your, of your uh, customer who's paying back the money. And if they choose not to, then you got $15,000 worth of air that you financed. And there isn't $15,000 worth of value to that air. So, the so bank, yeah, it is similar. Yeah, so absolutely it's similar. And, and it's the bank's fault. You know, when it, when it was the, the bank's fault during the mortgage crisis, and, and the government did try to, I think it was the Dodd-Frank uh, bill, mm-hmm. you know, did try to address it to some degree. And, and to look more closely at loan-to-value and, and debt-to-income and things like that. You Go know ahead. who got a card out from Dodd-Frank, Dad? Uh, who? The uh, automobile Auto loans. Yeah. Auto loans. Auto yeah. loans are not regulated by Dodd-Frank. There's a carve-out for indirect auto lending. So there's no oversight for auto loans. That's why we get hit up from journalists all the time saying, do you have auto loan data so you can help us? On, like, I mean, it's, it's one piece that was carved out. It also speaks volumes to the lobbying power of the auto industry. So you're right. There were government action post Great Recession, financial reset, but the auto industry carved itself out of that. And and so, you know, the concept will be if this, if this gets really bad, the concept will once be once again be that the banks are too big to fail, that the government will bail them out again. You know, because if we don't do that, then it'll be the Great Depression and you know, you won't be able to buy a piece of toast. So, yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, the, the banks are absolutely complicit. And yes, it's similar and reminiscent to the mortgage loan crisis in the early 2000s. And it still completely falls on the shoulders of the consumers saying no. Carriage.com slash deal school, 100% free. Do not make mistakes. Be like Gary. Get that unicorn car deal. Or if you don't want to beat your head up against the wall, obviously we got other solutions for you. Let's go to our favorite segment of the show. Really? You've got to be kidding me. All righty. Jeep dealers. Here's $1,000 off of MSRP. Also Jeep dealers. Here's (laughs) $4,000. In BS add-ons, look at this, Dad. We've got a lingering 2023 Jeep Gladiator Rubicon. All right, these things are obviously not moving fast. The MSRP yeah. sixty two thousand five hundred and forty dollars. The Auto Nation savings of sixteen thousand three hundred and seventy one dollars takes you down to forty six thousand one hundred and sixty nine dollars. Add all of the add-ons back in, and you're back up to fifty thousand three hundred and forty two. This customer, Dad, yes, reached out, shared this to me said, I wanted to buy this truck. I'm not buying this truck. I'm going to go through car engines. And, and I'm looking at this and I'm like, just don't charge $4,000 in add-ons and you had a car deal. This is hilarious. You know, when, when, when is $46,169 not really 
$169. Apparently, at the, at the Auto Nation store in North Richland Hills, um, where $46,169 becomes $50,342 because, well, God knows you need those Mopar locks. Um, you know, uh, I prefer Nova, uh, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> a lifetime window tint for 600 bucks. Mopar electronic vehicle system. I don't know what the hell that is, but apparently you need it. Door edge guards for $499, $499. And if it's the clear door edge guards, um, well, you know, I'm guessing, let's see, there's four doors. So yeah, they, they, they probably have, I don't know, 30 bucks tied up in that. Um, uh, the appearance protection, uh, I, I'm assuming that's like paint protection for just $699. Dent protection for three years. You know, I got to tell you, hmm. if the vehicle was in a hailstorm, you're, you'd be hard-pressed, even with that, to have $700 worth of dent repair. Uh, <laughs> so $700 for three years worth of dent protection which is paintless dent repair and they probably limit it to well can't be more than the size of a quarter um you know so how many of those dings and dents do you get in your car <laughs> that that if you just went out on your own and found somebody to do it you, you'd get it done for 50 60 maybe a hundred bucks a throw uh, a bed liner for 700 i mean People wonder every day, dealerships wonder every day why I bash them. Okay? There. There. Stop doing that. I'll stop bashing. I swear to you. If you stop doing that, not hell, truth of the matter is, if you stop doing that nonsense, I'm going to have to go away. Because there'll be nothing for me to say. You want to shut me say, up? Um... Stop doing that stuff. Yeah, you want to shut me up? Stop too. I love that. I will say, Dad, I ran the VIN over on CarEdge.com. I went to the car search and ran the VIN. So you can see our target discount on this is about $4,700. It's worth saying that's the dealer discount. Igor in the chat is right. There's like 15, 16, 17% manufacturer incentives yes. on these right now. So they were actually offering a fairly substantial dealer discount, right? Yes. Like the, the, the dealer discount here is probably somewhere around $6,000 once you take out the, the fact that the OEM is offering about 10 grand out of that auto nation savings. But then they add back the $4,000. It's effectively a $2,000 dealer discount. That is not appropriate. We think there should yes. be more there. And look how long they've had it at 198 days on the market. And there's a 201 days supply. So this is the type of information. Again, that customer is now just, just buying the Jeep Gladiator through Car Edge. We're, we're, we're having it shipped to them. Because they know they're not going to have to deal with any of that crap. But that's that's kind of some perspective for what you should be shooting for there. And I just don't get it, man. If the car is on your lot for 200 days, it's not moving. The OEM's giving you 15% off. Why are you playing the games? You know, I just don't, I don't, because I that, can't quite rationalize it. Because that's what they do. Because they don't know any better. Because they don't want to modernize their, their systems. Okay. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want to come into the 21st century and make it simple, not only for the customer, but for them. Yeah. Okay. They, they don't want to do it. The, 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 you know, the GM of that store who gets paid off of net profit 
is thinking to himself, hey, whatever we got to do, whatever games we have to play in order to be able to uh, significantly impact our net profit, we're going to play as opposed to saying, hey, let's just put a fair price on the vehicle, make it easy for the salespeople, make it easy for the customer, move a unit and move on in life. You know, now I'm not saying they should necessarily lose money. Okay. Well, on this Jeep, I think that might be the case, man. Yeah, but but my point is if you approach the business in a manner like Molinax does, where you you figure out what your margin needs to be, you advertise the, the price of the vehicle what, at that margin. If you don't mind. I'm gonna cut you off. I'm gonna cut you off because what about how Car Edge does it? That that's exactly how we're doing it. Well, yeah. there's no shade on no shade on Molnax, but I want to try and I want to try and work this into our brains. That's what we're trying to do. Yes, we advertise the price that it's actually going to be, and and you buy it. Like that's all it is. It's based on market conditions. It's based on what the dealers, you know, how how low you can negotiate the dealer. Like so. Anyway, I, I just had to interject because I think there's a mental model that you and I are even just working through now that we're selling cars. Like it's what we're trying to do. Yes. Well, and that's what we're succeeding in doing. Yeah. Um, we we need to grow the the network so we can service more people, and especially answer. people west of the Mississippi. Um, you know, but yeah, I I mean, what we're trying to set up is is the way it should be. You know, the price up front. There's no gimmicks. There's no games. It's real simple. Because this stuff just pisses people off. Now. I mean, it pisses me off, to be honest, because everyone just wastes time. Yeah. Everyone, no one wins in this situation. I love the graph up at the right, too. MSRP is 62,540. The true car average offers 58,800. True car is such a, in my yeah. opinion, joke. And then the auto nation price is 46,169, but it's not. It's 50,342. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, have, have, everything's so Have you seen the video making the rounds on YouTube? I haven't yet. Maybe we'll do a reaction video to that if you're up for it. It is. It is. You know, some dealer groups just never learn. Napleton is that dealer group that will never learn. Um, and it, it's just. It's it's it is the perfect reason why customers hate dealerships because of the games that dealerships play to advertise a vehicle at a price. And then when you call up and you go, oh, well, mm, uh, you have to bid on it. What do you mean you have to bid? You have to bid on it. Maybe your bid will win. Maybe it won't. Or or you can just buy it. There is a $100,000 additional dealer markup on it if you just like well, the car. I'll, I'll watch the video. Or maybe we'll make, you we need make to. a... We should make a, a reaction video to that. I yeah. know you're not a huge fan on reaction videos, but that sounds like a worthy one yes. for us to give a shot. Yes. No, we, All right, we Pops, before we before we close here, Fly Chomper, Fly, thank you for the kind contribution. Some people need help standing up to aggressive salespeople. I think that's super true, and I think that's why yeah. I'm so proud of all the all the free videos and resources. Like, we've gotten so many emails, phone calls from people saying we've helped them have confidence. Yes, and aggressive F and I people. Okay, that more so than anything. Aggressive F and I people. I mean, they'll just keep hitting you over the head till you buy something from them. So, yes, aggressive F and I people as well. Yeah, yeah, and justice is right, um, and that's why you get a coach to help you. That is a service we offer. 
yeah. I don't talk enough about it, caredge.com, and then go under services and check out coach or get a consult call. Um, you're not at it. You're not sorry. You're not at it alone. Um, we're, we're here to help. Um, all right, pops, let's call it a show. Okay. Um, thank you everyone for being here with us again. Our end of month promotion back on courage.com ends end of day, two days from now, Thursday. So take advantage of all the different savings and specials we've got going on. If we can help you, we'd like to, if we can't help you, you can also tell us that and we'll listen. And, uh, I'm sure we'll be back tomorrow pops. Uh, well, you know, that, that's my, I have a busy, busy day lined up for tomorrow. What are um, you doing tomorrow? I, well, I, I, I have a, a meeting with the, the folks from Comcast tomorrow at 10. Um, Very cool. and then I have our show and then at one we're, 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 we're going to do some type of video could be that reaction video. Um, so yeah, I, I, I have a big day planned tomorrow and, and uh, you know me, I'm coming to DC on Saturday, so I'm I can't old. wait to be with you. Yeah, I'm old, so I might start packing tomorrow. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I gotta give a quick shout out to John, who always sends us emails. I just saw this. He says, Zach, glad you interrupted your dad to push Car Edge because Car Edge is better than any dealer. Thank you, John. Yeah, we're working on it. We it's such a mental model shift. Yes. I mean, for me, I know it is, and I, I sense for you it is too, Dad. Um and it's not that we don't want to praise good dealers. We do. Like we want yes. to help point people to good dealers. It's just pretty, it's pretty freaking cool what we're building here. Like we're that layer in between that can actually be the, the, the good, I don't know, the honest, the trustworthy person between the good sides. cop. Anyway. Yeah. The good cop. Yeah. 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 Thank you, John. Yeah. So there you have it. Packing for what? Come on, man. I'm, you know, it takes me a long time to pick out what T-shirts, how many pairs of underwear, the number of socks I'm going to need. Do I take two pairs of shoes or just one? I come, you know, it. It. I. I don't know how the hell I'm ever going to pack for the trip to Puerto Rico. Yeah, you're screwed for that one, man. But you're just going to DC for a weekend. It'll be nice to have you by my side. I'm looking forward to it. Everyone, enjoy a happy Tuesday, Dad. I love you very much, and I'll see you tomorrow. Love you too, handsome. See you tomorrow.